and welcome to Mysterious AF Podcasts. My name is Celesta, and I am joined by, or with, or co-hosted with... Hi, I'm Charles. <laughs> the delightful Charles. Some days. Um, <laughs> most days. <laughs> we are a paranormal podcast uh, that records and releases whenever we feel like it. And today... <laughs> Truth. Facts. Today we're reviewing Bigfoot Girl, which we watched on Hulu. Yeah, this was released in 2019 and is described as after encountering Bigfoot as a child, Kiana felt a connection with the creature. With the help of other experiencers, she sets out to secret locations with recent sightings to find closure to the biggest question of her life. Um, I will say going into this, I Giggled had a, a lot, lot of... Yeah, well, and I had a lot of, like, uh, pre, God, I don't, I have no, I don't know words anymore, uh, presuppositions <laughs> about what the content of this would be, um, just because there's, I know, a lot of uh, fictitious material about women in Bigfoot, um, uh, and yeah. different uh, relationships, and <laughs> I was like, what is this going to be? <laughs> But I was pleasantly surprised, yes, honestly. It did not go in that direction. There was no baby making. So it starts with this very ominous music. We are going to delve into real life Bigfoot encounters, explore Vancouver Island's traces of Bigfoot, and try to discover if Bigfoot truly does exist. bit over-the-top narration, which we're basically used to at this point in our paranormal documentary (laughs) watching. (laughs) But when she comes up walking through the woods with, like, a hood over her face, I I was just started laughing. I was, what what is happening? I just want to know where she got that poncho, because it was cute. And I would totally wear that out on some of my hikes. (laughs) It was cute, but I'm like, what are you going for? It was... Human sacrifice. Yeah, it was just... (laughs) It was just so weird. Um, So, I guess Kiana is supposed to be, like, our leader or, like, narrator slash main character in this thing. Well, yeah, it makes you think that this is going to be her story, but it actually ends up being more about that guide that she's working with. Like, yeah. But I mean, I, so this is weird for me to say, I actually liked her, like, (laughs) not, and like, I was just like, you know what, she doesn't seem like she, like, of course she's over the top, but she, maybe it's because we've seen so many annoying (laughs) douchey dude bros, like, on these shows that to have this woman who's not, like, trying to be overconfident or cocky, she's like, she seems very um, sincere in what she's telling us. Like, yes, there's the music and she has a ton of makeup and <laughs> a cute outfit. But I uh, I was just like, oh, this is a nice, refreshing 
change of pace to like meet her and hear like it kind of intersperses throughout the whole thing like her story Hmm. um but it's i would say that this is not really about her like yeah she's the narrator but it doesn't end up being it doesn't end up yeah but it's still called bigfoot girl so i mean we can talk about this at the end too but i was like it's made it made me believe like it was going to be about all these different haunts she's been on and like her quest to find Bigfoot. And then they go to one location and it seems like her first time hunting Bigfoot. And I was like, but you've dubbed yourself the Bigfoot girl. Like calm down. You're, <laughs> you're like, it seemed like a college video project that you put together and it was enjoyable. I'll give you that. But I just have questions. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's like one of the only women who goes to the Bigfoot conventions, you know, because they talk about that. And so it's like maybe that's a nickname that she was given. Maybe. Um, But I was thinking that this Campbell River, British Columbia and Vancouver Island aren't that far from here. Yeah. So someday when life gets back to normal in 2022, um, I might be able to go visit these locations. Yeah, I was thinking the same um, thing. I'm like, hop on that ferry, Charles. Get over there. Or go to the International Bigfoot Conference mm-hmm. uh, up here in Washington. But yeah, so we meet this Kiana Passmore. And she is walking through the woods to meet up with James Tyson, who is a podcaster who looks like John Goodman. Um, John Goodman? Yeah. Like, if John Goodman shaved his head and had a beard, this is what he would look like. And lost maybe 100 pounds. Oh. Okay. Well, I wasn't <laughs> going to fat shame anybody this episode, but... <laughs> no, I, I don't remember what John Goodman looked like. I don't know what made me think he looked like John Goodman, I guess. I don't know. I just That's wrote fine. it down in my notes. It's your opinion. It's your opinion. He looked like Thank a very... You. He looked like an elderly hipster. Like... Yeah, and he seemed so familiar, like, the whole time, like, and maybe I've seen so many hipsters since moving to Seattle that they all just have, like, <laughs> blurred together, like, all different ages, but I was just like, why, why do, why do you look so familiar? Yeah, he had the flannel, the hat, the perfectly manicured beard. Mm-hmm. Um, Tattoo on his forearm. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard of him, had you? No. I should check out his podcast, though. Can we listen to Canadian podcasts in the United States? I would think so. Okay. I'm assuming he's still using the same streaming apps as everybody else. I could be wrong. I don't know. No, I bet that makes sense. I was trying to order some uh, skin, like, a facial kit, and, like, the article I was reading was Canadian, so it took me to the Canadian Amazon Oh. And I was like, I just need this from America. And so thankfully <laughs> I found it on the American Amazon and it was only $12 as opposed to $20. So. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, I did used to listen to a crime, Canadian crime podcast. And that was just on okay. iTunes, I think. So. Yeah, I guess that makes sense because I feel like I've listened to shows that were British. Like they were hosted by British people. They're probably also made in. Yeah. UK so everybody's using okay. the Google and the Apple you know but they're yeah. everywhere We're, we'll check them out we will ch- I will check them out one of us will yeah one of us we'll report back but um he tells us 
he's talked to Tom Gillen or Gilman from the Gilman Peterson Patterson tapes. Oh yeah. Tom Gimlin of the Patterson Gimlin film from 50 years ago in Northern California of the Bigfoot walking across the creek. Uh, yep. And to look into that man's eyes, that gentleman, as he recants that story of actually seeing Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah he I interviews mean, a bunch of people on his podcast, apparently. So. Yeah, it sounds interesting. And he seems like a, a nice part. Like he doesn't he also does not seem like the type of person that's like, I'm in it for fame and glory and like being an arrogant douche. Right. Yeah. Seems like a down to earth guy who also just wanted to see what the evidence would uh, present. Oh, I thought this was funny, though, is like when we first meet James and Kiana and they're in the woods. It seemed like she didn't have a microphone on and like I could barely hear what she was saying. Yeah. As opposed to James. (laughs) It was just like, okay, this is a low budget. They only have one microphone and they gave it to the guests, which is appropriate. But exactly, yeah. Without the, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, without the uh, captions, I wouldn't have known what she was asking. But she asks a bunch of questions. He explains how he met. And I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce this. Seawood, the Thomas Seawood, the guy that they're going to go to his property to investigate. Yeah. Um, I think they met at a convention because apparently I didn't actually write it down. I didn't write down how they met either. I, <laughs> looking at my notes, he, one thing I thought was interesting, and I, it doesn't have to do with Bigfoot, but James has seen dead people since he was a kid. Ever since I was a little kid, I've seen dead people, which can be awkward. Yeah, I don't know how he met oh, him, but I thought it was. Oh, and he was a Mountie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So he saw dead people that had just like been killed, yeah. and then also people that have been dead for for years. Yeah. And then I guess those less led him to investigate and start a podcast. So, and it sounds I mean, like he's I, never seen a Bigfoot for himself. Right. Yeah. I mean, and he's he also has talked to Lyle Blackburn about the Body Creek, Body Creek monster, which I don't know what that is, but he's like open to other paranormal, supernatural things happening. Yeah. He's like us. Yes. If we were actually Canadian, my, Canadian hipsters in our 50s. In my notes, I put, be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he would. Have him on the show. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to apologize because my neighbors are playing bass music really loud right now. So if it picks up through the thing, that's what that is. I can't hear it. The only thing I thought I've oh. heard was like plates clanking. Well, that's probably Ryan. Uh, so we get Kiana's story while they're on the ferry. Yes. Sorry. Because they're heading to Campbell River, which is like a hub for Bigfoot spottings and activity. Right. So they're going from they're going from Washington to Canada, basically, right? Vancouver. Were they in Washington? I, I thought they were already in Canada. I don't know. I don't sure, know though. how the geography works. I. Who knows? They're going to this island. Maybe they were in canada and they're just I'll going just, to island yeah i ain't gonna look up where vancouver island is for sure because there's so many islands up here well while they're on the ferry she explains that the campbell river that they're going to um is supposed to be a hub for bigfoot sightings so in other words a hot spot i believe oh a hot spot 
And that is where she had her first experience, which I forgot. Yeah, when she was six years old, she's out exploring with her dad in this area. We went there and we were searching through the woods and out of the blue, I see it. You can't explain it. It's not an ape and it's not a human. It's like a mixture of those two, but in such a large form and it doesn't look human. And she saw Bigfoot and she said it was large and it didn't look like human or an ape. She just knew that it was something else and it was Bigfoot. Yep. So. Did you find it on the map? Yeah, actually, I didn't realize how big Vancouver Island is. It's like. (laughs) Yeah, they said it was like, I don't know. It looks like its own continent. They said it was so large. Like, what did they compare it to? Like New Zealand or something? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I because a lot of the islands that we've been to are pretty small. Like you could be on the whole island within an hour, you know, like an hour or less. And this is like gigantic. So okay. Yeah, but they said it's like it does have cities, but a lot of it is uninhabited. It's a lot of wilderness. Yeah. So I'm wondering during this time, are they in a minivan? It seems like every paranormal show we watch where they go on a road trip, they like they're in a minivan. I don't know if it was a minivan. It looked it looked too small. Yeah, I think it was like a Chevy Equinox. <laughs> I thought it was funny too. Like they have throughout this whole thing, there's a few people that we never get names for or you know, like introductions. You just see a new random face. Like, so they're driving in this car. And I guess he does introduce this this woman as Ashley. But, like, mm-hmm. James is just explaining that they're on the way to the camp. And, like, oh, and we're bringing along Ashley, this paranormal investigator. But they don't, like, they don't pan back to her face where she, like, waves or anything. They're just, like, there's an Ashley here. And you just assume that I guess it's the other woman in the car. I don't I think we all know what Ashley's look like, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and then later, I unless I missed it, there was another guy that gave like a little interview after their night in the woods. And I was like, who is this guy? Is he the camera guy that we that were I just now? I think he was the camera guy. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't remember And then I think, yeah, I think like uh, Tom's a uh, wife was also at the campground, but we never actually got introduced to her. She's just sitting on a log next to him at some point. It's like, okay. Yeah, because they meet up with them, like, on the side of the road to caravan. Yeah. Like, it's really yeah. strange to me. I'm like, well, whose plan was this? Like, why are they meeting up at it this spot? It looks a little janky. It's like, yeah. they meet at a road stop, and then they're going into the woods with this man. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah, so they meet up with Thomas Seward. S- I kept yeah. thinking it was Seward, Seward, something like Seward. that. It's S-E-W-I-D. Yeah, but they seem to pronounce it Wood, like Seward. Yeah. Yeah. Who is part of a tribe? I don't remember the tribe name. I feel like man, I wrote it down, long. but I don't even want to try it. I'm a member of the Kwaklaqiwak Nation from northeastern Vancouver Island and the northern portions. He was the last guardian or he was the guardian of the village of the last potlatch was that what that was yes 
which I don't know. It must have been some traditional thing that they used to do that was outlawed or something. I, maybe we should look that up. Yeah, it was Mama Lala Kula, and it was where tourists go. And it was like an ancestral village that no one lives in anymore, but they still have tribal people be there, I guess, so people don't, you know, desecrate it or graffiti it. But it almost seemed like he was saying that there was, like, marijuana that grows there. What? I thought he was talking about marijuana at one point. Maybe. Maybe I was just Isn't fine. it legal I there? <laughs> <laughs> I um, mean, I don't, I like, I don't know if it's part of their ceremonies or, like, something... But yeah, a potlatch is North American Indian peoples of the Northwest Coast, an opulent ceremonial feast at which possessions are given away or destroyed to display wealth or enhance prestige. Interesting. So it was like a ceremonial site okay. that they weren't using anymore. But he lived on the site in this little trailer and he was like the watchman. Yeah. Uh, from the 1980s to 2013, basically. Which sounds pretty lonely. Yeah, kind of boring. Well, he did say, yeah, there was a lot of overgrown plants and stuff with berries and fruit trees. So this place is just filled with berries and during midsummer and late summer into early fall, plums, cherries at one part of the year, apples and crab apples. And it's a beautiful place. And tourists will come from around the world to come walk through. I don't remember anything about pot, but. I, yeah, I don't know. I was at, <laughs> I was actually awake for this entire thing. Uh, so. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's really difficult. <laughs> it's like the but, first one in a while. Well, yeah, this was the first one I didn't watch laying down. I actually sat in my little <laughs> chair and took my notes while Jasper tried to distract me. Um, but he mentions the word Chunaqua, which is the native word for Bigfoot or Sasquatch, which I thought was interesting that they have yeah, their own, their word. own word for it. Mm-hmm. And because, he would. Oh. Yeah, you go ahead. No, that's what I was going to talk well, about. He was, yeah, he was just he'd hear them hollering and like harvesting the plums and stuff from all the trees and the overgrowth. Yeah, um, and he talks about them getting protein, and it's like, do you get that much protein from plums and, like, berries? Yeah, that was a weird point in the conversation. It it went from them eating a bunch of plums to needing, like, 6,000 calories in a day and a lot of it as protein, but they never go into, like, where that's coming from. You know? I would think they'd have to eat fish like bears do. Or, I don't yeah. think, I don't, was, I don't know. It was weird. And then they talk about Tom is telling us about like there's no time to mess around and he doesn't. I guess he I don't know. Maybe in the Sasquatch community, they take pictures and stuff of what they believe are Sasquatch droppings. Well, (laughs) rock formations or like huts or something being made. Oh, okay. Because he kind of said like there's not time for that. Like, why would they stack rocks? You know, it's all about survival. They're not going to take time to do this. So I'm going to guess that people believe that they do those sort of things. And they take pictures of it as evidence or something. But I think that's kind of where it goes into, like, the protein. Like, he's saying they don't have time to mess around with carving things into trees or 
playing in the stream. They need to eat a lot. I don't know. It was it was a weird. It feels like we missed something or they cut something out there that was kind of pulled that whole conversation together. Yeah, definitely not something I really thought about before. Like Bigfoot needs protein. Like what? Is he yeah. a bodybuilder? He or she? Sorry, not <laughs> well, to gender huge. the Bigfoot. Yeah, but it's like uh oh, that was my joke. 6,000 calories. <laughs> well, Tom, Tom thinks they probably need about 6,000 calories like a grizzly bear, where I said, or we what we've all been eating during quarantine. So. But um, I knew that you were on stand-up on Conan the other <laughs> night. <laughs> more. More. I need more. <laughs> Give me more jokes. <laughs> it's not easy. It's so hard. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> so then we get introduced to the beautiful couple, Steve and Tracy. Tracy. <gasps> oh my God, Steve and Tracy! I know. I just now realized really? that as I said it out loud. <laughs> Girl, I have been isolated, <laughs> drinking a lot. <laughs> we know Steve and Tracy. It's our old pastor oh. and his wife. Some um, of the nicest people I've ever met. Yes, and this is not them. By the way, no, this is surprisingly <laughs> not them. Um, so, yeah, we meet this couple. They're going to tell us their story about their Bigfoot encounter. And Tracy starts us off with her smoker lung voice and said that they were on a date uh, back in the 90s. And apparently they were driving up to these hot springs for a little sexy time. They didn't, they didn't say that. I'm saying that. And there was too much snow, though. So they get halfway up this mountain or whatever. Too much snow for the car. But then they find these nice snowmobilers that drive them up the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. Um, With the understanding that they're not going to wait for them to have their sexy time. They're going to have to walk back to their car, which they're fine with. So they're walking back to their car after spending hours at the hot springs. And Tracy sees something up on this little hill, I guess. So she's pointing the sand. I'm looking across. I'm going, what is that? And she's still pointing at it. And she goes, what is that? She says as well. So I'm looking. I go, well, geez, I can't. What that? You know, that's not a tree stump. Like, what is that? I'm thinking, your mind tells you it's something. something it's a bush, it's a, a tree yeah. or something. But it's not. And we're looking and looking. And we see, we could see this thing against the tree. You could see, I mean, it was a fair distance away, you know, probably a half a block or something. So we couldn't see the face itself or anything, but there was this thing standing, leaning against the tree. You could see its two legs uh, and it was kind of, and it was motionless, it didn't move. And that's what kind of threw me off. So I was going, threw her off too, but she's going, what is that? What is it? It can't be a tree because there's this creature. We don't know what it is this hairy creature brown creature standing there and they think it was a bigfoot it took forever to get this fucking story out i was like can you please just get to the point it did this steve guy kept going on and on (laughs) and it's like we all geez louise (laughs) yeah so tracy's like do you think it could like get here how quick do you think it could be over here because i guess it was like across a body of water like a stream or something Mm -hmm. and so they both hightail it back to the truck and escape and they didn't really tell anybody until now but yeah yeah, that 
Oh my God. I was like, can you please just get it out? It was, it, it was annoying, but also felt like, um, like you were sitting with friends or family members and they're telling you about their own experiences. It felt real, I guess. It didn't feel like they made this up and it wasn't overly dramatic or anything. Like we saw this creature leaning against this tree and we stared at it for a long time and it seemed like it was a living thing and it was standing. So they didn't think it was a bear. Yeah. I don't know. That's creepy though. Right. Like that feels creepy to think of. Just watching you silently. <laughs> yeah, and like, and you're not sure if your mind's playing tricks on you, but mm-hmm. then like, there's like a glimmer of movement or something. Uh, that is creepy. Yeah. And you're and both I've been seeing it. Hoping for one of those experiences while I've been out hiking. Yes. I don't know if I'm not putting out the right pheromones or what. Well, stop clapping their sticks together, Charles. <laughs> well, I've upgraded cherries. to uh, <laughs> cherries. You need cherries. I was. You've upgraded my bean cherries. I was gonna say I've upgraded <laughs> to stainless steel pots where I've been banging. <laughs> the drum set. You're hauling out your drum set. Yeah, well, when you said cherries, it made me think of testicles. Because <laughs> what? My old roommate one time, she's like, "Your shorts are so short, your bean cherries are gonna pop out." <laughs> well, I meant cherries from like this documentary when later on when they I use know. cherries. Yeah. I, I get it now, but it just made me think of that and laugh because it's like, oh, my Bing cherries are out. Oh, darn it. Oh, Gotta God. stop wearing my Daisy Dukes. Your balls are showing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so now we're back to this uh-huh. camp from hell that I would not want to stay in. Oh, it looked yeah. I mean, it kind of sounds like he rents that out, right? He should at least put some kind of like pallet or cot system in for these people. But <laughs> just I'm sorry, you're gonna sleep on ply yeah, on plywood? Oh, okay, cool. I'll just sleep in the fucking car, thanks. <laughs> because I have to hike back to the car, so I'll just yeah. sleep on the ground. Yeah. Oh, and then there was that weird part too where Tom is on his tangent about talking about the uh, people going and looking for Sasquatch, and he was like and when you do have your Diane Fossey, Jane Goodall moment, make sure you have a face mask on. Make sure you've sanitized yourself because, God forbid, we don't want to give them our filthy, rotten diseases that we have. Maybe like it's a Rona? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then they're all trekking through the woods and they ain't wearing masks. I mean, yeah. come on, who does that? I kind of get his point, especially being a native person, but... I feel like Bigfoot's been around forever. If if he were going to pass something on, he'd probably already have it. It's just my thought. No, I I agree with you. Like, I guess I hadn't even ever thought about that either. But it was like, who's getting close enough to Bigfoot to spread this? Yeah. Like, Because <laughs> <laughs> um, we know that sunlight say. kills Excuse viruses. Me, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's Bigfoot. Let me put on my mask and get my Purell out. Yeah. Give me a second. My life saw spray. Sorry, Bigfoot. I just want to make sure we're okay. Come back. Come no. back. Okay. And then the next funny thing I have is like before we get to those horrible cabins, um, 
the crew gets lost in the woods. Right? How does that happen? I, I don't know, because they had Tom with them, and it's his cabins. Yeah. And then suddenly he's gone, and they're just trying to find their way down this mountain. And James injures himself. Poor man. Yeah, James twists his knee all up. <laughs> all the we see it fall. I laughed at that. <laughs> and he's like holding onto the rope and fell. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh, and also, were you, like, just waiting for them to find a balloon in that woods after Hellier? <laughs> I was like, where's the balloons? I guess Canada is a little bit more clean the United, than the United yeah. States Not with pollution. But, yeah, yeah, when James fell, I was, I was like, she is not equipped to be out here. She's a city girl. <laughs> I, like... It's true. All right, well, they, they do eventually make it to the plywood cabins and their plywood beds, and uh, it is beautiful. I mean, that's some nice scenery down there. Yeah, it when he was, like, talking, and it showed, like, the rocks with, like, the water, like, across the way, like, it was kind of like another little island. It's, I've seen a lot of that hiking up here. It is really beautiful, and, like, you can see... Oh otters and seals and stuff and that's when i i thought i saw a mermaid but it turns out it was a seal uh, <laughs> dang it i know i know wishful thinking but Page it does, oh. no it, was just, it does look like a serene place to camp like secluded yeah. and sheltered from everything the elements yeah the real world mm-hmm Oh, Tom. Yeah, Tom's actual story. So he was, I guess his sister wanted to stay at his little cabins. Or he had some other visitors coming. I don't know. So he went to go clear all the driftwood from the beach. And so they could bring like their, I think they usually come in by boat, not, not hiking down this mountain to get there. So he's got, he, him, sister, and another person clearing all this driftwood he's using a chainsaw um finally sits down and he asks for a cold pop um, <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden these trees at like the top of this bluff above them start shaking violently and a huge boulder is thrown or rolled down the rock face and then his spidey senses kick in and realizes that, like the raptors of Jurassic Park, the one you see is the one <laughs> that you shouldn't be looking for. It's the ones to your left and right that you should be looking for. And as I look to my right behind the cookhouse, some 20 feet, I guess, behind the cookhouse, in the wall of trees, evergreens, there's this thing from this part up looking at me. Shoulders were like that wide. And when I looked at it, it looked at me, then it went. And I could see the tendons and wrinkles on its neck and its eyes scrunch up. And I was just like, phew, geez, that thing's big. And I'm like, hey, guys, where's my gun? Oh, it's out on the boat. They didn't know I was looking at one, and they're still looking at the trees, shaking. And I looked at my sister, and I'm like, get in the dinghy. we got to get to the boat. I also really appreciated that his dog's, dog's oh, name yeah. is Land Claims. Yeah. And he's like, whenever he pees, it reclaims native soil. Yes, I know, I love that. <laughs> and uh, that was that was cool. He said this dog is trained 
to like protect him from bears. So, yeah, which I didn't know that that was a th- I didn't know that was I a thing. Either. Like, I didn't know that bears were scared of dogs, but I guess. Well, I think it's think... just to distract him long enough for the human to get away, and then the dog yeah. is fast to like run away. So he sends his dog up to those trees, and apparently the dog. Whoa! What was that? Was that you? Did you hear that? I didn't hear it. You cut out for a second. No, oh, oh it just oh went boom, boom. Uh, what was I saying? Dog ran up there. Yeah, dog got scared. Got scared. Uh, runs to the boat basically, and everyone's they're like, we gotta get out of here. So they all run to the boat. They run across the water. He says yeah. they're trying to be like Jesus Christ, which made me yeah. laugh. Like his sister's like running across the logs or whatever, trying to yeah, get to the boat. Yeah, she's running so fast that she's running on water. Uh, yeah. And then get back to the main boat where he grabs his gun. And they sleep on the boat that night. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, they dock it somewhere, but yeah. <laughs> they don't just float out to sea. <laughs> they, they don't float. And then he comes back the next day with his friends and more guns. And they, he said, like, they lit the area up just trying I, to scare away the Bigfoots. And I question, is that good for the environment? Like, why yeah. would you do that? Well, especially if you're supposed to be, like, you know, one with nature and... Yeah, protecting the environment. Like, why would you put that into the world? I mean, I guess he... Cabins are probably his moneymaker. (laughs) Yeah, but I hope... Like, I was just thinking, like, all the shell casings and stuff. Like, I hope that he picked all that up. Every last one. It's one of the most humbling experiences to ever have. Scares the bejesus out of you, I'll say that. Like, man, you want to feel your heart pounding? You want to feel your legs shake? Well, you get close to Sasquatch Bigfoot, especially when you smell it. It has that smell like a person you see on the street that lives there, and you know they haven't showered for weeks, if not months, and you get that bad human odor. Well, it's same smell, but 10 or 20 times worse. Makes you want to gag. Bigfoot smells like a person with B.O. times 100. <laughs> and I was like, man, I feel like I've been in an elevator with Bigfoot then, because... There's been some people I was like, oh, sweetheart, what is happening? I'm about to gag. I literally am gagging. There's vomit in my throat, but I'm trying to keep down. Yeah. I thought that was funny. That was Tom again saying it was like a homeless person smell. (laughs) I was like, Tom, that's insensitive. Mm. But okay. Yeah. So they're setting up the camp now. And again, Tom is there. I, I'm still. I guess he came in by boat. I'm so confused why he didn't show them away, or why he couldn't bring them in by boat. Why did they get lost in the woods? I, it doesn't make any sense. But setting up for camp, they have night vision cameras. Mm-hmm. They have everything they can to catch footage or evidence of BS. I, I'm confused that like I guess they kind of jumped around here because I have Kiana wakes up. After hearing, like, a knocking noise. To be honest, nothing happens. <laughs> yeah. You didn't I miss mean, much really? of anything. Well, I was like, where are the cherry? Where are they setting up the cherries? That's kind of... I guess I didn't write that part down, but... Yeah, I... This is... This actually, this is the end of my notes, is... Because yeah. um, they're only there for the one night. One or, night, like, yeah, I know. It was crazy. And... um. There's this hill close to the camp that is, like, 
covered in pine needles. Mm-hmm. And they, James, and they believe they have found one print from Bigfoot. We only see the one print, but they say that the prints go up the hill. And James is like, I weigh 235 pounds and I can't make an (laughs) indention in this uh, ground. So Mm -hmm. he takes his first plaster cast of this footprint. Yeah. I mean, it do, it does look like a footprint, but I just was like, why can't we see the rest of the prints? Like, why didn't they just, like, zoom out and be like, here's well, the prints that we think. Yeah, and, and Ashley thought she saw, like, handprints down yes. by the river. Why and didn't we like, go see oh, that? Yeah, exactly. We can make cast of that. And it's like, they never go or they don't. I don't know. It was weird. Well, we brought up the cherries earlier. Like, they hung cherries in the trees to lure in Bigfoot. Uh, that doesn't amount to anything they put up like game trail cameras that don't catch anything i guess um they do find that like game trail that tom is telling them like oh yeah this would be used by a bigfoot and it would hide a scent because of such and such and such i don't know and they could watch the cabins from there yeah but yeah i mean Everyone, they kind of interview everyone afterwards, and people, you know, heard knocking or hollering, but that's it. And they're happy, like, with the results. Yeah, (laughs) with their non-results. With their non-results. Even Kiana, she's like, I feel solidified. Yes, and I was like, what? (laughs) Okay, well. She's been thinking about this. She's been six years old, and this trip just prove to her that Bigfoot is real and she can move on with her life. Next thing you know, she'll be vampire girl in her next. I hope so. Oh my God. Yes, please. (laughs) Mermaid girl. Mermaid girl. No, bitch, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't come for my thing. (laughs) Yeah. And then we end with her hooded in the woods again. Yeah. That show was funny. I mean, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much it in a nutshell. It was yeah. a quick, for the most part, a quick watch. Yeah, I think um, it was just over an hour. It wasn't very long. Which I appreciated, and yes. I hope you did, too, because, yeah. I did, you know what I thought, though, was, like, last time we asked for good-looking people, a quick watch, um... I don't remember. I think we wanted dicks, but there's no dicks. <laughs> it was a good-looking female. Yeah. And it was entertaining. The picture, the the picture of the what, I don't even know what you call it. The movie. Oh, like the po- trailer po- or the movie poster, or I guess. Yeah, I don't know the, yeah. Whatever Hulu posts as their picture looked. I mean, it looked very sexy, and this was exactly. That's why I was like, wait, what kind of a film is this going to be? But then, and I feel like Kiana like disappears for half of it. I don't know if she's doing the camera or just doing like work in the background, but she's like we said, it's not about her. It's and even as our narrator, she's kind of just in and out it out of it weirdly. It's I don't know. I would enjoy more shows with her and James investigating all kinds of stuff, not just Bigfoot stuff. I feel like they would be an interesting team to watch. I agree. I would watch it. Yeah, I I, I liked them. 
And I'm glad that we watched this one because it had been one I had almost suggested a few weeks back. And then I was like, wait a minute, is this even a real documentary? And then yeah, I didn't even I like think about it anymore. Uh, same, same. I saw it <laughs> a long time ago and I totally forgot about it because it's like, I surely it would this be can't a be real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would recommend it. You guys should watch it. It's a fun little watch if you're into Bigfoot. See what you think. See, see what you think of those footprints. I think there's a bear footprint, but. They it gave seems, lots of reasons why it wouldn't be. Yeah, I long for a barefoot print, but what do I know about barefoot feet prints? I don't <laughs> know anything. Well, they say that bears, when they walk, like their front, their back foot ends up being partially into their front footprint, so it elongates the track. Oh, okay. How do you know this? Because I watch Bigfoot documentaries. <laughs> I was going to say, are you a junior park ranger somewhere that I didn't know about? <laughs> yes. I spent three days in the woods one time. Mm-mm. I got my bear badge. Oh, that's cute. So cute. <laughs> what is your favorite thing this week? You know, I actually wrote it down earlier because I was like, I'm going to be prepared this week because oh. um, quarantine rules. I have a few like a few favorite things, actually, just okay. we're going off the rails here because I love it. Life's life's strange. And I'm just going to go with my heart. Uh, yeah, and you could be dead next week. So sure. Or tomorrow or tonight. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know what Nate's, how Nate's feeling. Uh, <laughs> so lately I have been playing a video game called murder by numbers and it takes place in the 90s and you play as an actress who gets she plays a detective on a tv show and in real life she also has to solve murders because they start happening and you solve these murders by solving um pie cross puzzles which are kind of like sudoku uh anyway there are gay characters i'm on the third case and we are investigating Someone drove a pride float over a man and killed him. And so we are at a gay bar and I'm investigating it. And it's just a nice distraction from the real world right now. And I love little puzzles and the dialogue's good. The music's good. It's 90s fashion. And it's just nice that there are like gay characters in a video game because yeah. that doesn't happen that often. Right, um, I We've also been tuning in on the weekend's to the free Broadway shows. So like every weekend um, there's a Broadway show that has been filmed and they put it up for free. Yeah. Uh, so normally you'd have to like pay for this subscription service, but they're doing it for free and they're asking for donations. And so last weekend we watched the Phantom of the Opera, which I've seen many times. And I know Phantom is, you either love it or hate it, or you just don't care <laughs> about it, which, and it's like, you know, overdone. But so this weekend, it was the sequel to Phantom of the Opera, which I have never seen. Uh, I feel like it's a very uh, guarded secret that there was a sequel to Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Um, it's called Love Never Dies. And after watching it last night, I completely understand why people have forgotten about it and don't ever <laughs> want to talk about it. It was, Nate and I were even talking about it today, it was like so horrible. <laughs> oh. I mean, there's like maybe one or two songs that I kind of liked. What's crazy, like the actors are great. 
their singing is great. The sets are amazing. Like everything is great. It's just the story is so bad. So yeah. bad. It was painful. Like we're like, okay, there's only an hour left. We can make it through this. <laughs> <laughs> what are you uh, watching it on? On YouTube. Uh, so yeah, every, I think it starts like Friday evenings, Friday evenings through Sunday evenings, they have one show and you can watch it at any time and you can watch it multiple times. Um, I, I don't know what they have showed before and I don't know what's coming up next, but, uh, yeah, on YouTube, you can just get on there and watch a musical if you like musicals. Uh, I know they're not for everybody, but it just kind of, we've fallen into, I guess, behavior patterns friday nights we get takeout from our local chinese place on saturdays we watch the free musical and drink wine and it's uh, a good time yeah and i think that is it for my favorite things what are some of your favorite things being outside being not at work um alcohol still up there (laughs) Uh, my cat's um, my husband's been really good this week. I think we've been talking more since we're stuck together, so that's been good for us. And Jeopardy. We've been yeah. watching a lot of Jeopardy. Okay. <laughs> and then we compete. And, of course, Ryan always wins, but it's still fun. Yeah, Jeopardy's hard. Like. Yeah. I do pretty well on the teen one. Okay. (laughs) He'll still beat me, but at least I feel like I know some things. Yeah. Most of the time that he answers before I can even like comprehend the question, I was like, dude, can you at least let the question be read before you answer? So. Damn it. We never got to play Disney Seen It together, did we? No. (sighs) Okay. If you guys ever get to come visit, that's what we're going to (laughs) do. So then I can beat Ryan in something. <laughs> don't let him fool you, Charles. That man is a wealth of random information. I don't doubt it. Like I, I wish I had known you guys when we used to do competitive trivia in Wichita. We made yeah. it to um, the state competition. Uh, it got pretty serious. We were. Wow. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah, you time. probably do well on a team together because he knows a lot of science and history and you know all the pop culture which he doesn't really know a lot of pop culture yeah that was my that was my forte like each of us on our team had like a specialty uh our friend james was like the sports guy and like pop culture kind of guy and then i was all pop culture and like music and nate was like science is yeah yeah building a diverse uh quiz team is it's important it is important it is important. And so is taking care of yourself during <laughs> during this time. Hope hope all of our listeners and all of our friends are doing okay. Until next time. Stay, stay in the studio. <laughs>